the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at Nissan.ie. It's Thursday. It's that time of the week. Tom Dunn joins us to talk about a, a week in music. First up, take a listen. What's this, Tom? You're going all feminist on me. I have a little bit. I wanted to run this past you. I wanted to get your reaction because I, I'm very surprised by this. I've always seen music as a very kind of idealistic place that anybody pick up a guitar, male or female, come to it, you'll be welcomed with open arms. And it, I find the people in it are very kind of broad-minded and, and liberal. And, and you know, I, I think everyone would have had a nice experience in music generally. So I was reading in the Rolling Stone that in America, in the top 100, only 19% of the artists are female. And I was very taken by that because it comes not long after another story, one in Ireland, where they found that radio stations, commercial music radio stations, were only playing 15% female acts, which again, I just found just very surprising because my, my feeling is that when you open, you know, if you go online in music magazines, you seem to see female artists left, right and centre. Um, but they don't seem to be getting the same amount of airplay. So I'm just wondering, am I very naive in this? Am I, am I missing some major thing that women actually have a really hard time in music and I just live in a little bubble and don't see it? Um, or, or is there something else at play? You know, do they need to change their music? Is, is their well, music well not I mean, let's be fair. I mean, a lot of the iconic people we think about, you know, are female. Across, uh, you know, every genre, uh, you know, from Susie Quattro to Adele to Beyonce to Lady Gaga, you know, and, oh, you know, it just jumps out at you. And would most bands, are a lot of bands maybe all male as opposed well, to mixed? Yeah, I, I think bands, I think bands are a male thing. I think there's a bit of, to be honest, I think in nine out of ten bands, they actually don't don't mind if they don't become successful. They just want to have a bit of fun and a bit of chatting. I, I think it's like an equivalent to the male shed, the, the sheds movement. Right, like, being in a band like is, how many women are in Something Happens? There are no women in Something Happens. And, it and you're preaching to me about, I mean, like this is completely. worse than the numbers but in the doll the, of t- female TDs and you're giving me so a hard time say, about it. <laughs> Are you saying we should let a woman into something happens now just on a Oh, I think lead singer. System? Only way to go. Well, I think that's that's facing me with some kind of redundancy <laughs> from a band that I was instrumental in setting up. You know, I mean, this is being fired from my own gang. Well. This is not on. Well, it's in the interests of feminism and gender equality, it's called. All right, do text us, 53106. Is this something that was ever thus, that women were underrepresented, uh, 19%? Or is it just all these boy bands are taking over? Let's turn to Tom's album of the week. Okay, Tom's album of the week is Margot Price. Uh, That's how rumours got started. Is she a bit of a Dolly Parton? 
Just wanted to point out that she is a female artist. I want to get that out of the way straight. You know, okay. first things first. Okay. No, she's not really a Dolly Parton, but she is leaning towards that field of country music, which is a very broad field. And some of it, you know, wouldn't be the type of music I'd be into. But a lot of it really is. Bands like Wilco and particularly Jason Isbell that I've talked about you on, on the show a lot. There's a, there's an, a kind of authentic quality that goes through the really good stuff in country music that I like. And Margot Price is the latest exponent of that. Um, Loretta Lynn, I think, would be more of a closer reference to her in her, in her singing. She um, originally was in loads of different bands, went to Nashville, was in kind of covers bands, and then started to lean towards uh, country music. And I've said this to you before about Jason Isbell. There are certain kind of, if, if life experiences have been visited upon you, then country music is a place to write songs. She has the loss of a child. She she has spent time in jail for drunk driving and she's experienced bad things in the music industry as well. So this this is all great stuff for your CV in country music. And she released an album in 2016 called Midwest Farmer's Daughter, which was absolutely excellent. And she was signed by the legend Jack White um, from the White Stripes to the Third Man Records. But this is a more commercial outfit than, than that, all of that. And it might be a kind of pop at bigger success for her. But I really, really, really like it. I looked around at all the other stuff that's out this week um, and... Krungbin is a very good album, but that authenticity that she has, I just really like it. And I think if this isn't quite as good as Midwest Farmer's Daughter, it's still a woman who's, who's going somewhere and is a great songwriter and a great singer and a great performer. And uh, I think a lot of your listeners would really enjoy her. So Margot Price, check her out. Now, I'm confused here because the notes say honky-tonk rebel. They say gospel music. They say the twang of country music. They talk about classic rock. And then you have a line here, the flatulent guitars on Twinkle Twinkle so strongly recall the bouncy blues rock of the Black Keys. What are flatulent yeah. guitars? I, I, well, there's a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> and I know a lot of them. But you, you um, the thing about music is people no longer just stick in one kind of genre. They, they pick from all the best bits. And soul is a beautiful thing to bring into your music. And the kind of gospel influence is great to bring into your music. And country music takes in all of those things. But she's playing with a rock band here. And sometimes... The guitar work is a little bit over the top. It's a bit flash. It gets in the way at times. And I think that's just a, a major glitch in the road for her. So that's what they're saying. This, you know, this, this showy off guitar playing. Going oh, on. I see. That's what a flatulent and, guitar is. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not a great fan of it. I, okay. I, I, I think it's great you can play guitar, but like play it in your room on your own, will you please? All right. And stay out of the way of the song. All right. You're still, you're still, you're still indicted as a misogynist, but we'll move on yeah. to your gig of the week. Into my arms, oh Lord, into my arms, oh Lord, into my arms. You see, this is what, that I love now. I don't know who it is or what it is, but that's the kind of Lewis Capaldi vibe I'm into at the moment. That kind of almost semi-melancholic. So what is this gig? That is uh, Nick Cave, and a lot of Nick Cave fans would all over the country now be holding their ho heads in their hands and saying, he's after comparing him to Lewis Gabaldi. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do my best. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cave is this very serious, very, very talented artist. He just gets better and better at what he does. And about two years ago, he toured with these in-conversation gigs where he played places like the Abbey Theatre and it was just him sitting on stage with a piano and people could ask him questions and it was very telling at the time because he'd had a very, very personal bereavement. His son had died 
And he would answer questions on that level, even about that. So it was very personal. And then he would play the songs and it was really beautiful. So when lockdown came around, he had the idea of kind of repeating that and recording it in a venue. So it's him in a venue telling tales. And there's nobody with him. The COVID-19 restrictions remain in place. Mm. But um, it's a really beautiful, I've seen the promo for it. And it's him walking through this fantastic, iconic Alexandra Palace in England. Um, so so what exactly is the live music event we're talking about? Place next uh, Thursday evening at 8pm. And I don't know how they're going to make this work, but it's a one-off ticketed event. So you have to go online, you have to register and you have to pay money. And it's going to live stream on the 23rd of July. And thereafter, it's going to be gone. And this is what I don't understand, because I kind of think with the Internet, once it's out there, it's out there, isn't it? It gets illegally copied no matter what you do. But it seems they might have ways around it. So you'll get to see a once-off performance by a really, really gifted and much-loved performer, very like Lewis Capaldi. And um, that is the thing where, by this time next week, it'll be too late to get into it. So I want so, to draw So this is really Nicholas, early. who did you say? Nick Cave. Because I, I uh, had down that your gig of the week was songs from an empty room on TV. Yeah, that's actually another one. That is ah. uh, taking place on July the 25th. And that is the Irish music industry getting together. And it's loads of people who are involved in the Irish music industry and who are on hard times at the moment. Yeah. Uh, loads of production staff and stage technicians. So they're trying to raise money for a hardship fund for them. And there are going to be gigs all over the country broadcast into your home from much loved venues like the Olympia, Cypress Avenue in Cork, Dones, and Limerick, the INSC Killarney and the Roshan Dove and Galway. It's going to be an RTE. All of, of the Irish greats, Gavin Hughes, Lisa McHugh, Noel Hogan from the Cranberries, Danny O'Reilly from the, Cram, from the Coronas and the Stunning will be performing and raising money for that and that will be going into your home. I think it's really worth looking at because the Fontaines uh, DC, Irish band, brilliant Irish band, they did one of them from Kilmainham Jail this week and it was just mesmerising. I couldn't get over how have they held your attention? So I, I, I tell you what, so, so basically this is on RT2 television from 8.30 to 10.45 and also on 2FM. Uh, and don't miss Nick Cave, a.k.a. Lewis Capaldi. Uh, absolutely uh, rip snorter. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Tom. Always, uh, thank you, Ivan. Thank you for putting up with me. We appreciate it. All right, now let's get a news update. Don't forget... Uh, my Thursday interview guest, as you've never heard him before, the iconic man of 55 years at the BBC, uh, John Simpson. But now, Eamon, let's have a news update. 